the Big Spike Podcast, episode 88. We are really getting there. 88's Altoon. I'm going to start doing uh, numbers. <laughs> Why not, right? This is the Altoon episode, number 88. Anyway, Big Spike, Rob the Darksider with you with another, uh, another like, what the hell can go right for this team, right? You know, two days ago, I did this with uh, Curtis up the middle. We were all excited. Mike White was was our guy, and, you know, he was going to hopefully carry us at the playoffs. We were talking about whether he's a 10-year guy. And uh, my podcast before that one, I mentioned that the one, you know, I think it's time for us to start worrying about whether Mike White is injury-prone or not. And here we are two days after those guys and four or five days after mine, and Mike White was not cleared to play. So it paves the way for the return of Zach Wilson. It just, you can't make this stuff. I guess you can make it up if you're a Jet fan. It, I mean, it happens all the time and nothing ever goes right. So now for me, I was concerned about him being injury prone to begin with. And obviously this is not his fault. This is not like you're injury prone, quote unquote, fragile when you, you basically get you know, almost torn in half and get broken ribs. I mean, that's not necessarily his fault, but he's he's missed a lot of time. He's He's started seven or eight games total now for now maybe maybe five six something like that and he's been hurt in, in almost every single one of them i mean he's he's had two healthy games and those two healthy games or well, three healthy games and uh two of those three healthy games were like wow look at how great this guy is and then he had the minnesota game where he wasn't terrible uh, and then he's been hurt or playing hurt or left every game other than those three so it's it's a little it's a little disheartening and it really puts a damper on whether I think he can be the guy going forward because, yes, the line was bad. Yes, um, you know, he, he, he took a hit that would have hurt anybody. But at the end of the day, the other quarterbacks on this team aren't, aren't getting hurt like that regularly, whether it's fragility or it's the line. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Mike White has cement in his shoes, doesn't really move well. And if, uh, you know, I think Phil made this comment the other day if if white doesn't have those extra milliseconds a half second a second whatever it is to get the ball out his receivers may not be open and he can't move so he's going to get hit and that's i think that's what you saw last week now not every defense is going to be as ferocious as buffalo's defense they've got a very good defense them i mean it's kind of weird to say this about a team that's 10 and 3 and has a number one seed but they haven't looked amazing all year long I think Buffalo was kind of the odds on favorite going in. They probably, they had a little lull. And this is another thing I mentioned previously is that a lot of the times these teams that get hot late, um, even if you expect them to be great, they, they always have a lull. They always have that game or two where you're like, well, they are, they are, they aren't invincible. We can beat them. And then suddenly they're like, boom. And I think Buffalo is starting to, starting to hit that stride now. But um, regardless of all of that, they, they have the, one of the best defenses that the Jets are going to play. So, and, you know, it's chicken or egg. It's chicken or the egg here. Is is Mike White fragile, or is he just having a tough time against really high end defenses with pass rushes because he can't move well? So that begs the question: Number one, is Mike White fragile? Number two, if he is, do you stick with him and find ways to protect him? And number three, you need you know you you even now, but next year you need to shore up this line and you need to to you know, use running backs for protection or an extra tight end or whatever. You 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 can't be the same old Jets in this instance. You cannot just hope and pray that because the guy has talent, he's going to work out or just leave him out to dry. You have to build around what you have. And what the Jets apparently have is a very good quarterback when he has time who does not have any mobility 
and is going to need extra protection. So the Jets are stacked enough on offense that if they if they are you know if they have to leave a running back in the backfield or play with an extra tight end, they've still got plenty of guys out there. You know, plenty of good players out there that are, that are that are going to be able to make plays. So you have to make a decision on whether this is your guy or not. And if he is, then you have to take steps to um, help him succeed because it's very clear that he will succeed if you protect him and he will not succeed and will not even play if you don't because he's he's going to be in a hospital. This is not the first time this has happened to Mike White. He did this last year also against Buffalo, ironically. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. He, he played against Buffalo, didn't do well. He had gotten hurt against Indianapolis. So my concerns are that that White is, is now labeled fragile, and I don't know. I really don't know that you can go into a – you know, into an offseason with him as the guy without a doubt. So I think this opens the door for Zach Wilson to play well in a game or two, if he, you know, depending on how long he's going to be in there and how long White is out. And then I think you have a genuine quarterback controversy and a, and a competition in the offseason. And then we have to see. Um, you know, so I mean, this is a dark side of podcast. So I'll do a little bit of whining about the Jets' luck. I mean, can anything ever go right for this team? Now I sound like Beningo. Can anything ever go right for this goddamn team? I mean, it's it's so frustrating to to watch them give games away to begin with, and then the and then you know they finally seem to have a a staff that's not going to turn this into a circus and then and then this kind of stuff just happens like the quarterback gets hurt and he's out you know Brees hall tears his acl michael carter who while not dynamic is usually reliable puts the ball on the ground all these little things it's just like i mean how much more can we take as jet fans you know it's just it's awful okay whining diatribe done for that minute or half a minute that i gave it let's talk a little bit about zach wilson and what we can expect this weekend because you know is zach wilson ready I don't know. I mean, I saw his press conference the other day, and he, and he impressed me. He was he was he seemed genuine for once. He was he did not seem like he was going through the motions and trying to get through it. He seemed truly genuine. Um, he gave all the right answers, which you'd expect. I mean, it's been three weeks. You think you'd think by now someone would have coached him on what to say to the media and how to say it. So. I liked what I saw. Um, this was before he was named the starter, so I, I don't know. You know, I don't know what it's going to be like now that he's back in there and, and back in a much heavier spotlight. But he did say and uh, appear to look like all the right things were going on there in his press conference. He was talking about how he needs to do what he needs to do to get better, to make this team better. And, you know, I mean, it, he, he was just impressive. Um, I'm sure most of you who uh, who are listening have seen this press conference by now. I liked what I saw from there. That doesn't mean that when Zach Wilson steps on the field, it's going to translate into good play. Zach Wilson has the yips. Okay, that's something that that people have not been mentioning much. Um, you know, the yips are I, you know, I don't know an exact definition, but it's like a psychological thing that prevents you from doing simple, easy things. Um, you've seen it in baseball much more often than football. But Zach Wilson has the yips about throwing. He can't throw the ball. He seems to, uh, lose, I don't know if you want to call it losing concentration or just get overwhelmed with the moment, but. Uh, if he doesn't get past that, none of it's going to matter. So, yes, he looked great in the press conference, said all the right things, and he convinced me. I did not feel he was disingenuous at all. I, mean, I was actually impressed. That doesn't mean that it's going to translate to better play on the field. So we have to hope, really hope, that Zach Wilson has learned, uh, really has been putting in the time the past month, and uh, and is going to be able to lead this team because 
right now, you know, White with, with a couple of cracked ribs, probably not going to play Thursday either. you got a short week. So I think what's going to happen here is you're going to see a double dose of Zach Wilson or, you know, God forbid, you might see Flacco. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of throwing Strevler in there, but, I mean, it, you might have to at some point and see what he's got and, and then just, again, design plays around what his strengths are. And, and I'm, not, I'm not so sure LaFleur um, really knows how to design things around the talent he has. I, I just hope, I pray He's just a young, a young coordinator growing, but the Jets have a long, long list of guys who try and force the players into their system rather than creating a system for the players he actually has. So, let's hope. So, you're gonna get a double dose of Zach Wilson here. You're just gonna. They're gonna give. They're gonna give White the ten days between Jacksonville and uh, and the and the game in Seattle to to heal. Um, I think the I think White gets his job back unless unless Wilson is really really like off the charts because you know let's face it Wilson is the, was was considered the future of his team I think that the organization still hopes he will be um, if Wilson turns out to be really good he's a safer bet than White at this point because White is a little older um, and and again you got those fragility issues um, I mean that's a huge huge if i am not saying by any means that i think that will happen i'm just doing what i usually do which is speculating to the business side of football and what and what um best case scenario would or should be so definitely double dose of zach wilson i think if he plays off the charts good gets two wins under his belt and and looks completely confident then you might you might see him in there for the final two i think the the more likely scenario is that wilson still has some issues he might be a little better you might not but I think uh, White gets his job back week 17 in Seattle when uh, when the Jets uh, take them on in a New Year's Day game. And I will be attending second road game this year. Very excited. Uh, <laughs> never wanted to go to Seattle in January, right? <laughs> anyway, so <clears throat> I think that's gonna hap- what's going to happen here with, uh, with young Zach. He is going to do what he's going to do either way, but he's in there for two games. I don't think you can't clear White for Sunday and then suddenly he's okay three days later. Uh, on a short prep week. So the good part, and, and I say this very, with with a lot of trepidation, the good part is that this is the quote unquote easier part of the schedule for the Jets. Although Seattle has not looked good lately. Uh, the Lions have been red, red hot, but, and I'll get to um, why I don't fear them as much as, as you normally would considering how hot they are uh, when I talk about the game itself. Uh, Jacksonville also has played better, but they are extremely inconsistent. Jacksonville a month ago, um, you know, a couple, not even a month ago, a couple of weeks ago, beat Baltimore uh, with a nice comeback. They looked great. Then they were terrible. Then they came back this past week and and, and blew out Tennessee. So you, you don't know what you're going to get with Jacksonville. You could get the team that that's been that wins forty to fourteen every few weeks, or you could get the team that that scrapes and struggles and doesn't do anything. Which one are the Jets going to see? So <clears throat> if Zach Wilson is going to um, get anything. Um, you know, get anything done, it will probably be against these two teams because as much as Seattle hasn't looked good in, or at least as good in recent weeks, that's still a tough road game. And then obviously Miami, the last game of the season, that that game is shaping up to be huge. Although if <laughs> Zach Wilson hasn't learned anything, then it's not going to matter. But chances are that Miami game is going to be tremendous. Um, you know, the, let's, let's, you know, we, we've made comparisons to 2009 on this show before, both myself and with with others. And, and, and the way the Jets look, a little bit like 2009 now. Remember 2009? The Jets, um, you know, they were struggling heading down the stretch, and then, you know, they needed a little help to get in. They got the help, and then they needed to beat Cincinnati on the final game of the season and, and absolutely annihilated them. Starting to shape up like that again. I mean, how awesome would it be if, if it came down to beat Miami and you're in, and the Jets went in there and smoked them? Oh, man, that would be great. Anyway, it's pipe dreams. It's three games, 
three games in between now and then. Jets need to win at least two of them, preferably all three. But the Jets are going to need to lose two of them, and, and they need to make sure that the game they don't lose is Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a monster game. Both Detroit and Seattle are games the Jets could potentially lose and maybe still make it. You don't want to see them lose any at this point. But if they're going to lose one, it's either it's one of the, it's one of the next um, one of the two uh, games against NFC opponents. So, knock on wood. Basically, uh, the Jets' chances of getting in the playoffs now you need to go three and one, uh, or you need to run the table, of course, and you need to beat Miami. If the Jets do go three and one, and the loss is Miami, they probably don't get in. Very, you know, they have a much slimmer chance, thirty percent. I, f- I forget the number, but uh, if the Jets do beat Miami in any scenario where they're three and one or four and zero, oh, then they're then they're almost assured of being in. And if they go two and two and beat Miami, they've got a, a, a better than 50% chance of getting in. So, I mean, it's not going to get any bigger than a Miami game in week 18. And a division opponent who they already beat earlier in the season with a, with a backup quarterback, maybe they get two and now, but, you know, two didn't look good last week. So that game doesn't look as menacing as it once did. But then again, it's the Jets. They are not ex- exactly menacing either at this point. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about this coming game against Detroit. Now I mentioned a few minutes ago that I would that I wasn't as worried about Detroit as the, their recent play would would have most people worried like oh they look great and the reason is this okay Detroit has a great offense they do not have a great defense and the Jets have shown the ability to shut down these these high these high powered offenses I mean they didn't shut down Minnesota per se but they did do a good job of containing them fairly well especially the second half first half they didn't contain them as much but they held them to a couple of field goals that could have been much worse Buffalo both games Buffalo scored a total of 37 points in two games against the Jets and Buffalo's got a, a pretty a pretty strong offense the Jets in general have have been pretty good against against the high powered offenses and Detroit is a dome team coming across country to play in the cold. Um, you know, I don't know that Jared Goff is really an outdoor cold weather guy. So so for all those reasons, I do not fear Detroit as much as as a recent play by both teams would lead you to believe. But I still do fear the Zach Wilson factor. Um, you know, Wilson, he did pull out a couple of games. Um, you know, his t- you know, to be fair, I know people give this excuse and I trashed him, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in there as a as a as a um, not not so much an excuse as it is a just a talking point. Is Zach Wilson did have his worst games against one of the best defenses in the league? You know, he in the two games against New England. My biggest thing with him again was was the press conference where he threw his teammates under the bus. But as far as play, Zach Wilson was just kind of bad against other teams, and he was only abysmal against the Patriots. And you're not going to see that kind of defense with Detroit. So whether it's Mike White or Zach Wilson. I think the Jets will be able to move the ball. Whether they can get it in the end zone is another story. And I think their offense, the defense will contain Detroit's offense. So that means the Jets should, and here we go with should again, should win this game on paper. I don't know that they will. Throw in all these cosmic factors, you know, with with, uh, with uh, the Jets and the same old Jets and and all these things you're shell you're shell shocked and PTSD about. Um, and this is a this is a mid December game where playoffs playoff implications come into play. So, I mean, nobody, and, and if, you, if you're going to be surprised that the Jets would lose a game that they should win in December, then you haven't been around very long. So there is always that possibility that the Jets lose this game just because, just because they're the Jets, just because it's December, just because, 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 and it's the NFL. You just never know. But on paper, the Jets' defense should do a decent job of containing Detroit. 
the offense, even with Zach Wilson in there, should be able to put up some points or at least move the ball and uh, give Zerlin a chance to set a, <laughs> set a record for field goals. And uh, the Jets should should win this game. I was much more confident with Mike White in there than I am with Zach Wilson, obviously. But, um, you know, as the as the Wilsonites, as my, my buddy Phil would say, as the Wilsonites would say, Zach Wilson did win some games with this team. And I honestly don't care whether they scratch out a win and win, you know, three to two, or if they, if they win, if they blow a team out or if they win a high scoring game, I don't care. Just get me a win. That's all I care about. And um, Zach Wilson has managed to find a way to win five games this year. So I am not impressed with him as a quarterback, but he is not incapable of scratching out a win or at least relying on the defense if it comes down to it. So we have to hope that that's our, our worst case scenario this week because the worst case could be that, you know, everything I just said is bullshit. <laughs> that my cousin Vinny, everything that guy just said is bullshit. Because um, that's the worst case is Detroit's offense has a field day. Maybe the defense is kind of deflated after you know, losing the quarterback. The offense is struggling because of Zach Wilson's in, because of Zach, because of Zach Wilson, because Zach Wilson's in there and uh, Detroit's hitting on all cylinders and they blow the Jets out. That's the worst case. Let's talk some scores for our worst case here. So my best case scenario, best case, is that we get the good Zach, which we have not seen often. We have not seen for a whole game. So let's talk about the good Zach in Pittsburgh. Talk about the good Zach um, in in, in the fourth quarter of the Buffalo game. If we get the good Zach, whether it's for a quarter, half, or or the whole game, the the Jets can win this game if the defense does what it's been doing most of the year. Not the last few weeks of taking a half off. We need the defense to play an entire game. If the defense can play almost an entire game and and we get the good Zach Wilson, the Jets win this game. Uh, let's let's call it let's call it uh 27 to 17. All right? So the Jets 27-17 if the good Zach Wilson shows up and the defense plays well. My worst case scenario is, is the exact opposite. Zach Wilson's not ready. He's still got the yips. His teammates have no motivation to play because they hate him. And uh, and the offense just looks like this. This offense has looked so many times over the years where they can't complete a pass. They you know two yards in the second half against New England um, years ago with Sam Darnold and and any other number of quarterbacks. Even going back to the Mark Sanchez days when the offense couldn't do anything at all, and you just marveled at how inept they were. I mean that's the worst case here. And then the and then the defense either comes in with a lack of motivation, which I don't see happening or, you know, when it's the second quarter and they're exhausted because they've been on the field for, you know, 20 out of the 30 minutes um, and the defense is exhausted and things fall apart and, and, and everything goes wrong. The jets could, the jets could get whipped. So I think if that happens, and, and again, this is a worst case, I think the jets get killed and it's just another jets December where you're like, Oh geez. And we could, you know, we could shut the game off by halftime and go do what we have to do. Let's say if that happens, it's, um, it's 34 to 13 Lions, okay? Realistically, I don't even know what to give for a realistic case. I think um I think realistically the defense shows up. I, I think they, you know, they know they need they're going to be needed here. This is not this is not the uh, the fluid Mike White offense where if the defense takes a half off the the offense can go toe to toe, especially with an offense like this. Detroit is pretty loaded, you know, it's something we haven't really talked about. They're pretty loaded on offense and if Goff does overcome the cold um, it could be it could be a tough day for the defense, but realistically, I think the defense does show up. As far as offensively, I think the offense will start out, and I, and I want to stress start out being motivated and want to play for Zach because a the playoffs playoffs are on the line here, and and they want to get in. B 
it's not like they went back to Wilson because they just benched White. They have no choice. So I think the offense will try to rally around Zach, and it's all going to fall on Zach. I think Zach's going to fall somewhere in between. I don't think he's going to be completely abysmal, but I don't think he's going to he's going to take that step either. I think we're probably looking at more of the same. And realistically, we're probably looking at 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 a typical Zach Wilson game this year, where we're scratching it out and and sitting there in the fourth quarter, like Jesus Christ, just like like break the dam a tiny bit, we win this game. So I think that's what happens. I don't think the I, I don't know that the Jets will win this game. I am way too. Um, I'm going to call it jaded. I mean, it's probably beyond jaded at this point, but I, I have a very difficult time taking a step back and being objective about this stuff because they have done this so many times. I don't see the Jets winning this game just because it's December and just because they need it so much. So I think the Jets are going to end up losing a tight one. I think, the, I think as I said, the offense will come out motivated. The defense will come out motivated. And I think as they as they go back and forth and slug each other out, I think eventually the um, you know, the, the, the fact that Zach Wilson's just not ready to be the guy will become a big factor. And I think the Jets lose a tight one. Most of the games have been pretty low scoring. I don't know how low scoring this will be, but I say the Jets lose a very tight one. Um, 20 to 16. Let's call it 20 to 16. Why not? I think it'll be a frustrating day. I think they'll start out good and we'll be like, sigh of relief. And then I think, um, you know, I think the war of attrition will uh, not go the Jets way. All right. As I've been doing lately, I am giving away gift cards for people who predict the score. Okay, so predict the Jets score. It doesn't matter whether you win or lose. If you hit the Jets number, it's a $25 gift card to Amazon or wherever. I mean, let's keep it Amazon if you can. That way I can email it to you. I'm not mailing gift cards like you're my nephew. Um, If you hit the game score, including winner, you know, winner and score, that's a $50 gift card. Okay, so just do it. Put the um, put your comments on Facebook or you can email me at Rob the Darksider at the fake Okay, email me your score. Uh, obviously, I have to get it before the game. <laughs> if I get the score before the game and you hit the jet score, $25. If you hit the final score of the game, both teams with the winner, of course, uh, it's a $50 gift card. So don't be shy. Predict your score. Let me know uh, what you think. And uh, I will catch up with you soon. Go Jets.